Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings and welcome in on a Wednesday morning, October 5th, 2022. I'm Jack Mitchell along with Johnny Cadillac today and Mark Vale. Caleb Henry will return tomorrow. Got a good show for you today. Fantasy Oscars keywords coming in at 635 and 8:10. We're going to talk to a cop officer Chad will join us today at a little bit after 6:50. Uh we also have what chaps your ride Wednesday it's your chance this week as it always is on Wednesdays at 7:10 to get it off your chest that little thing that's been sticking in your craw and you haven't told anybody yet. Well, you can tell me. It is your weekly therapy and you'll feel so much better. Once you do get it out into the ether the ways you can do that well text us the Rickstein recognition text line 402-479-1400 we'll also have the facebook page open there facebook.com slash lnk today always a place you can do it and then we'll open up the phone lines as well at 710 so your chance to uh to uh i was going to say play it's not really a game but uh participate in what chaps you had wednesday i'll cut down the five things you're going to be talking about today eight o'clock hour Dr. Ken Dewey, John Bishop. So we are packed and loaded on a Wednesday morning. And the news of the morning is that we are learning more about the stabbing that we were talking about yesterday. And boy, um, just something that, that seems fairly unthinkable when we're starting to get some of the, at least the the leads that police are following on this, uh, arrests of Teenagers, including the daughter of the man who was stabbed to death at that apartment complex in South Southeast Lincoln. Um, Mark, uh, latest is what uh, from my what I understand from the, your your news report there is they got a call from the apartment. They were actually alerted to the 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 father's health condition or health condition is not the word, but having um, being st- been stabbed by the daughter, they got there, uh, talked to her, ended up making the, uh, making the arrest there at some point or making it somewhere at some point. And then apparently a little bit later, um, her, her boyfriend, also a teenager, uh, they ended up put, taking into custody as well. Yeah. The, the victims, uh, 70 year old Jesse Gilmer, it was his 15 year old daughter, uh, Sally that called police to report the stabbing. Uh, she said she'd got home from school and uh, found him that way. They uh, did some questioning and then ultimately uh, she was arrested for and charged with first, first degree murder. Uh, the, it looks like they're going to be charged as adults. At least that's the initial indication uh, wow. from yesterday's uh, news conference. She's a 15 year old. Yes. I believe they're both students at Southeast. And uh, yeah, that's what I had. That's uh, I had heard the same thing. And the boyfriend, uh, 16 years old. Yes, uh, he was arrested arrested. for aiding and abetting first degree murder. Uh, But, you know, the motives and all of that, uh, if if they've got any idea on that, uh, they are not releasing that information. Right. Uh, It's it's uh, I guess you'd call it highly unusual. Um, These things, you know. To have a family member involved, uh, especially a daughter against a father, right. if uh, in the alleged uh, murder, yeah, um, and uh, right, and then to make the call, bring the police there, yeah, and, and according to police, say you know he that's how she found him. Uh, of course, it probably didn't take 
a whole lot of questioning for them to determine that that didn't quite add up for whatever reason. Um, and then they went ahead. So just, uh, boy, a, a sad, terrible, terrible story here with, with this whole thing. We don't know what was going on. We don't know what happened. I'm not going to speculate on that. I don't, well, there's, I don't know anything. There's no way, know. no way you can even, yeah, I, I, at least I can't even fathom what might have been the driving uh, force. You, you can talk, uh, you know, a lot of people will, will have ideas and hypotheses, but until uh, the, the trial and, and all of that. Right. And we may never know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, boy. So uh, that is a, uh, yeah, disturbing story there. Um, but we do have more information we, than we had uh, yesterday at this time. Um, let's see. Uh, other other things that we need to touch on from the crime beat before we get to some of the other stories? Um, not much on the crime beat. Okay. Um, that early voting uh, gets underway. You know, you can vote in person beginning next Monday, but the early ballots uh, are going in the mail today. You can still request an early ballot. Okay, uh, you can do that online. Uh, but Dave Shively said they've they've got about forty thousand, a little over forty thousand that they're mailing out this week. You know, what, one question I I I, and I should be able to answer this better than I can, and I will be able to. But one of the questions I've had is, what will voter ID, presuming that it passes, what does it do to those sort of early early voting vote by mail processes that exist right now um it'll be interesting to see that, that might be something that's yeah, interesting that'd, that'd to, be an interesting uh, to story to discussions with since more and more people are are doing it this way at the time uh mayor had her state of the city address yesterday annual event sponsored by leadership lincoln and laid out a, a, a couple of uh, a, a couple of interesting things there i thought um, that are going to be um, priorities that that the city is going to take on. Um, of course, you know, Mark, housing is always always affordable housing. Especially. Affordable housing is always something that is um, the, that's discussed. That the mayor has been um, very um, just just had a lot to say. So one of the initiatives that she announced on this um would be a among them would be a 4.2 million dollars using uh american rescue act funds to build a 24 bed facility for the chronically homeless there there wasn't a whole lot more on that details on that 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 i was able to glean from the speech yesterday but apparently that's one of the projects that they've earmarked for uh that money that came in from that and then the other one that's interesting is a very aggressive initiative to reduce travel-related deaths uh, in the capital city by 60% by 2045. Uh, and, of course, this coming off that tragedy at 56 and Randolph that we've been we've been talking a lot here. And, and you know, you had the, the O Street guy. There have been a lot of high-profile high um accidents uh, crashes that have have led to deaths and uh, i've got to imagine that played some role in prioritizing this what does that mean exactly well we'll see um talking about addressing driver behavior policies road design um with the overall end in in reducing significantly the amount of fatalities that you've got not only not only for motorists but pedestrians and and uh, people who are cycling on on Lincoln streets as well. So yeah, we've had a couple of motorcycle uh, deaths in in uh, the mm-hmm. city in the last year. Of course, the, the as you mentioned, the O Street, and then this uh, 
Sunday morning accident. So, yeah, it uh, right. high, you know, and high priority. And 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 it's interesting when you talk about that, Mark. What are the you know what are the biggest causes of of driver fatalities? And I don't have have an answer to that. Um, I I would guess I would guess a big part of it is people you know driving too fast speed <laughs> part of it yeah, speed driving and then uh, driving under the influence and then driving under the influence uh, that was a factor they say in the o street issue uh-huh and uh, and we don't know anything about about what happened if that's a part of the other one or not and i'm not going to speculate on that but um yeah you wonder how many things there are you wonder how many things like that are more extraneous like like road design really come in um, yeah, and, and I'm sure there are some. I, I, I you know, uh, we have plenty of people who come in and say, "Hey, this makes no sense," or "We got a blind place where we're trying to turn here," or something like that. And so, I wonder how much that really factors into this whole equation when you actually break down and look at the the traffic fatalities in Lincoln. Right. Uh, the other one that uh, always, you know, it, it bothers me a lot because uh, have, having driven a lot, you you really have to pay attention, especially during motorcycle season. And and that seems to be either inattentive or not thinking about it uh, on those motorcycle deaths that that have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, so that that's another factor. But I think it's it's driving habits as much as anything. People are just getting more and more careless. Uh, you know, you, you drive on you drive on any street, and, and it's not unusual if you come up to a, a stop um, signal, people will go way over the stop line and into the. Uh, the crosswalks and and those types of habits uh i this this is the the city with the i know they call it a rolling stop but it's not a stop at all on at stop signs yeah a lot of people just sail right on through them yeah i mean it it does feel like a lot of it a lot of it would need to be just driver behavior um in terms of in terms of whether you you know distracted by a phone intoxicated in in some way or another and then driving with incredibly high speed it feels like if you could really you know if you could really make a dent in all of those things that would be the biggest step that you could probably take in this whole well and and the other one is is just the staffing uh, of uh, police Um, you know the staffing is traffic enforcement is is one of those areas that cuts that have have had to be made and i know the commander has talked about uh, that in the past, and and that's a, an issue as well. You just don't have as many police on the well, streets, and, and and the mayor did tout and and did tout during the state of the city. Um, you know whether it's enough or not, but did did talk about the addition of police staff that is part of the uh, the budget, the current yeah. biennium budget that the city is uh, the city has been going through here during the course of the summer. And then the other thing that they had on there is, um, uh, talk about creating a, uh, a, I guess like a music and cultural district on 14th street, uh, would be, t- be between O and P. So that's already where, right. That's already where the zoo bar is, which is kind of the, you know, kind of the headquarters. Of yeah. That. It's sort of the, I mean, it's Lincoln's kind of signature unique, um, music venue, the one that's got the most history by far um, in the city of Lincoln, and so I guess you kind of you kind of build around that. I mean, you got the other thing; you've got a big parking garage there. Is one of the things you got. I don't think that's too <laughs> musical or cultural uh, there. But you also have like uh, what you got like uh, isn't there a bookstore and an art supply there store already? And so um, 
I, 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 you got the cigar bar across the street in the other direction. So I, I'm not sure if that exactly how that would cha- what what that does. Like, what do you do to change that block to make it more of that sort of thing? Because I think you already have some businesses that are there that are kind of probably what you're what you're looking for in in something like this. So what else does it actually goes goes into that whole process? And then don't you have like uh, yeah, Jimmy John's there too. Oh yeah, is that I don't know if that's culture or music. <laughs> I don't know if they put live well, bands maybe, at Jimmy John's. Maybe people come out of Jimmy John's singing, uh, happy that they've got their their maybe, uh, sub. So. Maybe maybe. So uh, you got that going. Uh, that scooters was coming back. The uh, scooter, not the coffee place. Nope. The things you ride, the electric ones. The yeah. trial period is over. Uh, they did the study, and so this is now a thing. Yep, being able to ride those two vendors. Where were they when I had to park way by the uh, Cornhusker to go to the Nebraska football game against Georgia Southern? Um, I was seriously, I had forgotten that they hadn't brought them back. I was like, hey, if I ran up on one of those things right now, I wouldn't not. I I, I might think about doing it. Yeah. I think I would. I think that's the time I would most likely use it if I'm parked far away for a Husker football game. But I don't even know how that they would work in terms of the crowds that you sort of are around during those Husker yeah, football Saturdays. I'd, I'd, like, I'd want that's to practice. I'd want to use them. I'd, I'd want to practice riding before I headed into the crowd. That's true. Yeah. They ought to let you. You know what? That'd be a good promotional event. Uh, I mean, I don't know. They they ought to bring them, and not just have them in the downtown area. They ought to bring them to different parts of the city. If they want to get people from outside of downtown into downtown more, for these things, they ought to set up five different places in Lincoln and have a little scooter derby. Uh, like we used to have bike rodeos. Right, bike rodeos was very exciting when you were in school when I was a kid. Uh, but but let people try those things out. Download the app. You really want to get people doing this sort of thing and and coming from again the the, the cha- I just had uh, Todd Ogden on my podcast a couple of weeks ago and we talked about the the challenge of getting people who for whatever reason, have a little bit of a, a block about going downtown, whether it's about parking, whether it's about distance walking, whether it's about just driving out there. I think we should um, uh, do a study of, and, and get some scooter lanes some going somewhere. Uh, no. Oh, my gosh. The downtown bike lanes already. The the first crack of the downtown bike lanes. And, well, I mean, and then, uh, some scooter lanes from these outlying areas. I mean, you know, if you had one out here by uh, the mall, and you could have a scooter lane going right downtown. Can I, uh, in theory, I, I guess I don't know this, but could I take one, so it's, I live roughly in the Holmes Lake area, could I jump on that trail? <laughs> could I jump on that trail that, that goes along there by Holmes Lake and and uh, goes behind Van Doren Plaza and goes behind uh, and then goes down normal, that sort of thing? Could I ride that all the way? into downtown and then bring the scooter home with me after i'm done or is that you'd probably need a charging station do i need a charging station somewhere okay those downtown bike lanes though could be good for the scooters yeah i bet i I bet they don't let those in there though on the bike lanes i would i would think they would do you think so okay maybe small enough yeah quite i I don't know it'd be good to get them i mean i get there yeah sometimes it looks like they're not being used all that much so that would be Maybe that would be a good way to do that as well. So, uh, so there you go. Uh, all right, and uh, Aaron Judge had uh, home run number sixty-two, 62. last night. So Texas. we can, so we can all quit. And did you see that the guy who caught it is like a head of a 
uh, I don't, I'm going to misstate exactly. He's in the business, like something uh, adjacent to the hedge fund world, uh, multi-billion dollars, of course. Yeah. Why didn't some kid with a glove catch it? They say that ball probably bearing multiple millions. Great. That's annoying. Very annoying. But uh, I'm glad they got that done because I was tired of the college football cut-ins. <laughs> I mean, if I want to watch Aaron Judge, that's great. I'll watch it, but I don't need it in the middle of college football games. Really? I yeah. thought that was just an added touch. Yeah. We got sports fans. Yeah. And I'm not going to get into this my sports cast, but you got NBA and NHL preseasons in full swing, Mark. Yep. We're almost to the winter sports season. It's crazy. All right, 626, we'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first... Fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. Yeah, we've already given away $500 in prize packs through five weeks of the football season. And we do number six this week for the Rutgers game. If you get a pick, you get to tell us how long you think Nebraska's longest touchdown against Rutgers will be in terms of yards. So far, the Jeremy says 56, Craig says 38, Natalie says 32, and Southern Snow says 66. What do you think it will be? Well, uh, if you want to tell us and have something on the line, you need to text us the keyword right now. And your keyword for 635 and that fifth pick today is sweep, S-W-E-E-P, Sweep, S-W-E-E-P. Text that in now to the Rick Stein Recognition text line, 402-479-1400. We'll select one of the people who texted in to be picker number five. You'll get to make a guess on that. We'll do another one here today. If you don't get that pick and you might get it at 810 with another chance and another different keyword. All right. With that, we go into our sound off today. International news uh, and... North Korea, Japan, uh, a little bit of a provocative act here, maybe a lot of a provocative act here with North Korea uh, sending a a ballistic missile over the island of Japan and uh, raising a lot of eyebrows there in uh, the fact that that happened. Here's a little bit more on exactly what went down. North Korea set off panic in the region, firing a medium to long-range ballistic missile over Japan, a provocative move that set off alarms in some Japanese cities and caused trains in certain cases to be halted. The missile went high, 600 miles, and it went long, 2,800 miles, said to be North Korea's biggest distance to date. It's the fifth launch in 10 days. In response, the United States and South Korea launched fighter jets to demonstrate their readiness. The North Korean missile landed in the sea, but Japan's prime minister called it a reckless act, and the U.S. and South Korea were quick to condemn it, too. Amy Kellogg, Mm. Fox News. All right. Screw around and see what happens at some point. Keep doing that stuff. Uh, 
Well, it might be bad news at the gas pump after we had, you know, kind of gotten off the what seemed like the peak of the mountain there for a couple of months with gas prices. But looks like OPEC might be making cuts here. That means supply could be down. That means, of course, prices could be, if they aren't already, on their way up again. Despite overtures from Washington, OPEC plus nations led by Saudi Arabia and Russia are reportedly considering a cut of up to 2 million barrels of oil a day. White House officials are declining to comment on any potential production cuts, but say President Biden will take necessary steps to protect American consumers. However, Tennessee GOP Senator Marsha Blackburn tells Fox News at night, We have no leverage with OPEC. The OPEC nations combined together are one of the top five holders of U.S. debt. Meanwhile, with just 35 days until the midterms, some regions have seen gas prices jump by as much as 60 cents a gallon. In Washington, Sean Lanchel, Fox News. Yeah, so um, uh, prices had, had dropped per barrel to about 90 bucks from uh, 123 months ago. Uh, so prices had gone down and, and, and mediated somewhere still higher than, you know, uh, year over year or couple year over uh, two year period there. Uh, but as he mentioned there, this does include Saudi Arabia and Russia, and they meet today. And uh, the cuts could be closer to two million per day than one million. Um, U.S. is is, is saying that the, the fundamentals don't support those kinds of cuts right now. Um, and then there are questions about whether or not those cuts could include like additional voluntary reactions or reductions, I should say, by by Saudi Arabia in particular, um, or if they could include existing underproduction by the group of so if that would be a part of it or not. Um, so it's you know it, but but we'll see and 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 yeah it, of course you know they had that clip of blackburn there is that she her argument was that well the united states doesn't really have any leverage in this whole thing um you know what we'll see what the political reaction would be from the united states obviously it would um rankle the the white house quite a bit um and and maybe they go back with additional releases of strategic stocks at them them point. Maybe there's some more discussion of of Congress having some sort of action. Um, but but we'll see exactly what that is. Um, Ninety two dollars per barrel um, was was what it closed at uh, yesterday, um, uh, or at least to open at ninety two after it rose a bit on on Tuesday as well so we will uh we'll see what the latest is on that but man let's hope this is not another you know it's i'm under you know i i get where gas prices are now i still there know they're higher than where they were but it's interesting because when they got to the worst of of where they were and it felt like they were profoundly impacting all of us in all sorts of way all sorts of ways i feel like uh, a whole bunch of of uh National businesses said, hey, we need to make hay with this. We need to have a some kind of an advertising uh, slash promotion that references all the high gas prices. And now you watch TV and like during a football game, I think Domino's has a thing about high gas prices. There's like all these commercials about how how high gas prices now and they've mitigated a bit. They're not quite the front front page discussion that they were in the middle of the summer when we were scraping five dollars with those those things. But maybe, unfortunately, they'll be more relevant once again. Um, well, it 
after all the the back and forth, all of the lawsuits, all of everything, it looks like this Elon Musk Twitter thing now is actually going to happen maybe again. Let's get the latest on that. Musk is already tweeting about his pending purchase and the very app he's set to soon own. He wrote, quote, buying Twitter is an accelerant to creating X, the everything app. Musk's lawyer confirmed they sent a letter to Twitter explaining Musk's intent to close on the transaction for the original offer. $54.20 a share in total, $44 billion. Now, for months, Musk has been trying to back out of the deal, in part due to his claims that Twitter had misrepresented the amount of fake accounts or bots. Twitter then sued, and the trial was set to start in Delaware very soon, less than two weeks. Yeah, it sounds a little bit like his lawyers told him that he may not be going down a great road with that trial, and, and that may be part of this as well. But if this does still end up happening with Musk and Twitter, I know... So much of the discussion has been what are their sort of content policies going to be? When are people going to get kicked off the platform and all those sorts of things? And and that matters. Um, you know, that matters to me. But uh, frankly, if people are being idiots with content, I'm not following them. I'm muting them. I'm doing all those things already. I'm, I'm self-exercising those things. I just don't want him to screw all the other stuff up that I do like about the platform as it being the the main one that I use uh, by far other than any other social media. And frankly, that's what I'm more scared about anything because I, I feel like he's going to get in there and tinker around with things that don't need to be tinkered around with. So <sighs> they did say an edit button was rolling out, but I never got it. Did people get that? Some some people got it. I never got one. Now, if you had the money to do so, would you buy Twitter? Uh, No. Okay. I, was, I knew you were active, but... No. No, no, no. Uh, all right. Uh, how about this? The, we are really living in the future, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, You know, we always kind of joked about how in the future, one of the things that we'll do is eat entire meals in pill form. That For some reason, that is always kind of a trope about, you know, the flying cars, the... The George Jetson uh, robot house cleaner, whatever, which we kind of have. I have a Roomba now. Uh, but the thing we always talked about was, was, or at least I always referenced, was entire meals in pill form. What I didn't see was this. How about workouts in pill form? Hello. A lot of people are going to be interested in this one. MIT professor Manolis Callas and his team are working on the pill that could produce similar effects as exercise for those who, for whatever reason, can't hit the gym. Such an intervention would be a complete game changer. And the reason for that is that the obesity epidemic has led to the U.S. having a decreased lifespan. According to the CDC, obesity increased by 11% in the United States during the pandemic alone. While this new pill wouldn't be a weight loss drug, it would use your stem cells, muscles, and fat to create a healthier you. Dr. Callis emphasizes if you are able to exercise, then this pill shouldn't replace that. His team simply wants to create another option for those who can. An exercise pill. We have truly we have truly gotten into the futuristic world that we have all imagined here at this point. You know, I am going to hit it hard tonight. I think I'm going with four pills. You know, four. It's going to be like a, we're going to do a leg day and an arm day and uh, give me one for like a five-mile run. I'll take that one as well. And uh, then it's time to watch some TV. All right. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is interesting in the retail world. 
uh, you're you're certainly familiar with with Goodwill, um, the the store, uh, and and maybe you've made donations there. Maybe you've you've shopped there as well. But one thing you might not have realized about it, at least I didn't realize about it, is they don't have an like like every other major national retail store. There, there's a website where you can go buy the products that they sell online at most places. Goodwill did not have one of those, which you know, kind of for obvious reasons, they're their their stock is is changing at all times and they they rely on these donations well They've apparently found out a way. That all changes this week. The rifters who flock to Goodwill stores will now be able to do some serious treasure hunting on their computer. The 120-year-old nonprofit has launched an online store as a new venture called Goodwill Finds. It launched Tuesday with 100,000 items with more expected. Until now, there was no centralized online division. Instead, stores sold on sites like eBay and Amazon. The new venture will help fund Goodwill's community-based programs across the U.S that provide professional training, job placement, and youth mentorship. Samantha Leapman, Fox News. Now that is, that's interesting to see that they're, they're going to do. I'm going to their, uh, I'm going to their website now. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, I don't, let's see. View items. Okay, flannel. See, okay, you got to go through and you got to go to the specific location. All right, it so far it doesn't. I, I I thought it might pop out right away and find some of those very easy to do, but um, looks like it's uh, looks like it's something that I'm gonna have to explore a little bit before I see how that works. But anyway, worth keeping an eye out for. And then uh, last but not least, a uh, a very important rating here and a very important debate that rages on this time of year as. We are uh, seeing those shelves stock up. We actually we have been for six weeks, frankly, with uh, with the Halloween candy. But the uh, the very omnipresent debate this time of year of the best and worst of the Halloween candy that's out there. We've got a new list that you might say, yeah, that's about right. You might say. There's some big, big misses in this thing. With spooky season comes talk about Halloween sweets. Candystore.com surveying over 15,000 customers to work out this year's highest ranked Halloween candies. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups topping their list, followed by M&M's, Snickers, Skittles, Sour Patch Kids, and a Hershey bar. Kit Kat, Twix, and Butterfinger making the top 10. Circus Peanuts, Candy Corn, Wax Cola Bottles, Licorice, Mary Jane's, Smarties, and Peanut Butter Kisses are among the treats with the lowest rankings this oh, year. yeah. Kristen Goodwin. Those pe- you, know, you know what those peanut butter kisses are? Those are the ones, the things that come in the little orange and, and black individual wrappers, and they are, you, you know, what's nice about them is... They got, they taste a little bit like peanut butter, but they're also sort of like the hardness of an actual rock, which is uh, I I always think a a nice combo. I always like those wax soda bottles. I don't know; those always got me excited a little bit as a as a kid. Uh, but man, the 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 peanut butter cup at number one, it is the most that. That has the the most kind of ubiquitous support, and it doesn't surprise me. People, you talk to people, and you look in the bag. Frankly, after it's over, when and I don't have kids anymore that are trick or treating, which is sad because I used to go. I would go number one for the Twix. See, that's me. I'd go for the Twix number one, and also would go for the uh, Reese's peanut butter cups, probably number two as well. So, if you're thinking about buying your candy, if you haven't yet, it's just it's crazy because. 
that that stuff started appearing on grocery store shelves or retail store shelves like legit in August. Like it's been out there for five, six weeks right now. Okay, and it's been sitting there. And do you know when I will buy it for when uh, potential trick-or-treaters come to my house? Probably about 3.15 in the afternoon on actual Halloween is when I will actually think to go out there and, and buy it, despite that it's sitting. But part of it is because you don't want it sitting in your house. You don't want that in your house. That's where they get you, right? They market it like, oh, you got to have this stuff, right? You got to be ready when the trick-or-treaters come. And then you get yourself that Hershey variety pack that's sitting in your cupboard the entire time. You're like, ooh, Mr. Goodbar. Mm, I think I'll have one of those now. You go through a month of that, go through two weeks of that maybe even, and you don't have any left for the trick-or-treaters. You go back, you buy it. That's how they hook you. That's what they do. Uh, glad to give you a little inside industry strategy there. All right, 652, we will take a break. we got Officer Chad coming up next. We'll talk with the cop right after this on KLIN. They done it. And now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. All right. Well, I mean, with the candy ratings thing leading in, now I'm now I'm curious. It's on Officer Chad's uh, top top few candies in the ratings. Are you a oh, Reese's boy. peanut butter guy at the top? Uh, not not the tip top. I would say the very tip top would be Twix. I'm Me too. Guy. Yep. See, I'm Twix at the top. And, and it doesn't matter traditional or peanut butter. Yeah. Love them both. Yeah. You know, mixture packs. Right. Totally awesome. Right. Um, I don't like nerds because it's like you're chewing on gravel. Yeah, I, when I was a kid, I did, but yeah. Was... But I would say my close second, sweet tarts. Oh, really? Oh, love sweet they tarts. They make my teeth hurt just thinking about them. Really? Oh. Okay, now, do you not like the smaller ones or the bigger chewy ones? I like I, I like the taste of all of them, yeah. but I just, I just I feel like they, <laughs> I feel like I can, I don't know why I'm so weird about this, but I feel like I, I can feel them putting the cavities in my teeth. Oh, I'm totally down for that. I, yeah, that's that's a pain I'm willing to endure right. for a good sweet tart. That's good. That's, <laughs> that's, I'm that's, on a peanut M&M kick right now. That's my go-to candy. Uh, have you tried the caramel M&M's? I have. Oh, my Lord. Well, you know, it, it's the M&M's are frustrating because they put out all the holiday ones. And and my family only, my, my son has a nut allergy, so we only, oh. and then my... My wife is has celiac. So she's gluten free. So all we ever want are the plain, just, just the plain old school M and M's. And I can't figure out which one of the bags is the plain. <laughs> I bring the wrong one home. It's, well, you just have to buy confusing. fifteen or twenty bags. It's very confusing. You eat what they can. Also, they're very expensive. They're yes. really expensive. Uh, all right, what are we working working on? A Crime Stoppers here this uh, week. How about we touch on Speedway scam? This one is from August nineteenth. Speedway Motors reported that two sucks, or excuse me, a customer came in twice, used two different cards and two different names to make fraudulent purchases, uh, made off with about four thousand dollars worth of goods from Speedway. Uh, the next one is Martin the Geico Gecko. What's yeah, that one's a tough one to say a whole okay. lot. Uh, this is from May eighth. A resident in the area, thirty fourth and St. Paul Avenue, had a statue of the Geico Gecko stolen from their porch. If you know who it is or where we can find Martin the Geico Gecko, we'd sure like to know. I have so many questions about that that I don't have time to ask. <laughs> I, that one's just a fun one to say, it's Martin a, the Geico wh- Gecko. That's a okay. <laughs> But you can't steal it, but I, that is weird, but okay. All right, uh, go to LincolnCrimestoppers.com. You can help out. Thank you, Chad. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. 7 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln. From the moment. If you see something, call the traffic tip line, 402-479-1414. I'm Bick, and that's a look at your time saver traffic.
Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. It's time to get it off your chest with What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Call or text the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400 to tell us what's chapping your hide. Yes, it's that time of the week where we give you an opportunity, a platform, a microphone, if you will, to uh, that little thing that's been in the back of your mind. You haven't really told anybody, maybe not even your family or coworkers, because it might just seem small or insignificant or whiny. Well, none of those things are a thing here uh, on What Chap Shot Wednesday on LNK Today. And we find, frankly, that it does wonders for you when you do finally release them. Release them into the ether. Release them into the world and let to uh, give you the freedom to go on with life without them on your mind. It's What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Uh, phone lines are open. Text lines are open. Facebook page is open as well. We got busy phone lines right now, though. So let's start out with those. And uh, joining us again today, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, that Paul. That Paul, What Chaps Your Hide? Grocery pricing. Sure. We're all chats about how much we're spending. But what I'm talking about are the listed prices. You know, the inflated price that we don't pay and against which they say the sale price <laughs> to be compared with. I was at the market the other day, and not to name names, so let's just use a made-up name. Uh, one that reminds Jack of the grades he got in law school. <laughs> and I'm seeing all sorts of lists prices that are just ridiculous. <laughs> 12 pack of pop, $7.99. Butter, $5.49 a pound. I got a glimpse of the price for T-bone steak. My credit score went down. <laughs> hey, retailers, we know your costs are going up, but do you have to list prices that are 200% above the outrageous prices you listed a year ago? Now, now, because that Paul is always fair and balanced, this particular store has one-day sales that are really good. A couple of weeks ago, boneless, skinless chicken breast on sale for $1.99 a pound. Ooh. But this raises one question. Yeah. Why are chicken breasts sold by the pound instead of the cup? <laughs> I gotta go. Reminds me of I went on a website once, and uh, it was an attorney's website, and they quoted from two hundred fifty dollars an hour and up, but he agreed to do it for two hundred. <laughs> aren't 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 the mind games at the grocery store amazing? There are there are some. If you noticed it, there are some places where. It's not just grocery stores, but some retail stores where they everything everything in the entire store is on sale. Which there's a price. This is the 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 actual price, and then there's a quote sale price, which is the price of it underneath it. And you all, and that makes you feel good as a consumer. It's the same with gasoline. It it nine tenths. That's that's true. You know, just. Right, but yeah, that that that's a little bit of a different thing. But yeah, you're right. All of the mind games that you've got, if you see, if you perceive that something 
is on sale. How do you think? Why do you think Amazon is doing this this whole thing in another week, where they're 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 rolling out all these deals? Because we love deals, we love deals, and and you know what? And I'm critiquing myself as much as anyone, but I just need to hear that it's a deal sometimes <laughs> to get me interested before I actually do the full evaluation on whether it's a deal. Like it's not a deal. It's not a deal if you are never going to charge me that MSRP. That's never a price I'm actually paying. And I think that's what that Paul was talking about, right? That's exactly the, the, right. I'm, you, that MSRP, is ne- the sale price is always the normal price, but as long as I see that MSRP. And you know what else? It's, you know who else loves this? Fireworks stands. <laughs> yeah. Fireworks buy stands. Buy one, get five. Buy, buy, buy five, get one free. But we're pricing everything. <laughs> <laughs> we're pricing everything as if you were buying five of them. All these little slights of hand that they do in retail that I take hook, line, and sinker do you at every level. How much money you have to spend to save so much? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. Yeah, that's really what it is. Exactly. So. Uh, all right, back to the phones. That was that was a good one. I, I actually think about that one a lot. This is so going to be a good one too. All right, I know it is. It's Debbie. Uh, good morning, Debbie. What chaps your hide? Well. What chaps my hide is Jack's your fall from grace. What? What happened? Let me let me set this oh, up no. for you. Oh no, I'm nervous. <laughs> Those of us who are, you know, loyal listeners have you up on this pedestal. <laughs> Smart, you're knowledgeable, you're logical, you're rational. Yeah, you maybe. Your <laughs> but you fell off your pedestal on last Friday's tailgate show. Oh, no. Now, you actually showed some naivety or, I don't know, maybe gullibility. I'm not sure. When you actually <laughs> believed that the name Hoosiers came about when an athlete saw an ear that had been ripped off someone <laughs> lying on the gym floor. Whose ear? And, and the athlete said, whose ear? And you actually believed that was I just said it was one of the theories that was out there. I was letting, listen, I was letting everyone do their own research. You believe it? You thought it was true in history. It's folklore. I've been laughing about that for days. I I think I wanted it to be true is the real thing. I liked that. I liked that version of it. Fair enough, Debbie. Fair enough. There it is. I'm climb back up on that pedestal. I'll get back on the pedestal. Yes. Um, I had my my one day off it in, in 16 years. But <laughs> thank you, Debbie. I appreciate it. They had some crazy theories on how the Hoosiers name came about. I didn't necessarily, but it was from the Indiana. By the way, I got that story, just for the record, I got that story slash folklore from uh, like the equivalent of the Indiana State Historical website. Okay. So just for the record. <laughs> Who's here? Uh, all right. Mike is next. Good morning, Mike. What's chapter in your hide? Morning, guys. I'm surprised Deb didn't talk about this already. But, <laughs> hey, have you guys driven on Pine Lake Road by uh, Shields lately? Uh, yeah, I think I have. Oh, the, the construction over there? Is there construction? Yeah. Yeah. You know how they're doing it? They're taking out one block at a time, like <laughs> one 13-foot by 8-foot section at a time, and then pouring it. Then ripping out the next one, yeah. pouring it, and they're doing like two days intervals. So instead of being done in a week, it's taken about two or three weeks already. Oh wow! Do about fifty feet. Wow. Hey, that's a, that's that's just it. And um, um, Jack, I'm sorry I didn't hear that. Who whose ear was it? 
<laughs> Evander Holyfields. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Thanks, Mike Tyson. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Mike. Hey, I, I will say what chapped my eye, and it's over now because 70th Street is back open. But the the d- absolute disaster that was 56th Street, while that portion of 70 70th Street was closed. Any of you who have a regular commute that goes down 56th Street or had to take 56th Street or decided to take 56th Street because 70th was closed, that was one of the that was one of the worst driving situations in town in a long time because it's two lanes. The traffic volume was so high that the lights. You know, the lights were too frequent at that point. Um, there were all there were all kinds of accidents, including one that I'm familiar with. I wasn't the one in it, but I'm familiar with it. It was it was a mess. It, it so. was almost it was actually worse than 48th Street here uh, during these construction the, periods. It actually where, was, even it, though that's yeah, bad. That's very that was, bad. Too. That, that was yeah. So, yeah, that's very bad too. Uh, but to go along with what uh, we just talked about uh, on the uh, Facebook page. Um, Sheila says, our city paving streets that don't need repair and not repairing those that do. Okay. I, I, I feel, I hesitate to even say this because I, 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 um, I don't want people, well, like my neighborhood, parts of my neighborhood, not all of it, um, but got like blacktop last week. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the affluent part of. Yeah, I knew, see, I knew it was <laughs> yeah, going to be. It's, I mean, we got like we got blacktop in. in they and I, it's amazing how fast they can do that. By oh, the yeah. way, it is like a day thing, and they got they got tons, tons of of feet, or I don't I don't know if it was miles, but, but I wish they'd do that to Cornhusker. Now, what I want to know is: it better in the winter? Is that blacktop better in the? Is it is it less slick? Is it is it better at all? It just it it is a nice smooth feeling driving over it. I it, it, I always wonder why there isn't more of that in places. You ever get on that in some cities where they have just tons of that blacktop stuff? Yeah, it, it feels great. It depends on the the traffic uh, um, yeah, count probably. on them, and you you in the in the hot weather, it's really tough to to do on main thoroughfares because of all of your uh, heavy trucks and yeah. all of that has. I mean, it gets to be a little soft. You, you know? feel like you're sinking into it. Uh, Karen says on the Facebook page, it gets dark too soon, dreading the next few months. Does it feel like, I know, I know, I know every day just, it goes gradually. uh, It, it, the sun sets a little bit earlier. Does it feel like there was one day about four days ago where it skipped a half hour? (laughs) I don't know what it, uh, it was like all of a sudden, all of a sudden it went, uh, it, it went from the sun going down at, at 7.45 to 6.45 I, I, or I something think, like that. I think that. that crossing that 7 o'clock mark. I don't know what it is, but it hit me. I'm with you, Karen. It hit me this week, and the bad news is we're just at the beginning. I mean, you would kill for what we're getting right now after we get daylight saving, flipping back the other way, and then, you know, December, ugh. I'm I'm with you, Karen. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, uh, Julie says <laughs> the Big Ten Plus should oh, be yeah. big, should I, be Big Ten minus. She says I subscribe money to watch every volleyball game. The camera work is horrible. It needs to be setting lower in the stand so it's close to the court. And most of the random commentators don't know what they're talking about. Husker volleyball needs to be on TV. They're just as important as football. Um, be, and, be, and the commentators are re- were really bad this last week, and okay. they referred to the Huskers at least twice. Okay, as let Wisconsin. me say this though: I want to defend the the commentators who are here in Lincoln, the ones who do the Nebraska games, 
who are um, Nebraska students. I've seen a few of them where I thought they did a great job. But you go to those road games, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to get. And I agree with Julie, too, everything she said, and also every product that the Big Ten Network has made for some kind of an online viewing situation is always a disaster. It's always such a, it's a disaster. And they had this last thing where I had subscribed through Apple. You know, you can yep. subscribe through the App Store on, on Apple. Yeah, did. but then they took away that. You, you, they they took the ability to do that and didn't say anything about it, and it still shows up that you can. And I went through a whole absolute mess with that. I've known so many problems with people have had technical problems with it. It's like, come on. Um, well, mine so. kept. Uh, I was uh, streaming it on my iPad and and sending it to the TV, right? AirPlay, yeah. And uh, about every six it minutes, stop. it just stopped. Yeah. Now I have to start it again. Uh, let's see. Ryan says, which happens have my own mind. Some days the batteries AI have with it. Uh, the the batteries I have with battles. it. Battles. Battles. I'm sorry. I wish I could read. The battles I have with it. Battling bipolar and anxiety d- disorders. Uh, Betty says, uh, 20 to 30 second delay of coverage while listening to the game in the stadium. Uh, Peter says, yeah, no, when they mean to just say no. Yeah. Yeah, no means no. No, yeah means yes. And Anita says clocks that aren't set to the correct time. 70th and a clock tower location has a clock in full display facing South 70th. And in recent times is never displaying the correct time. <laughs> With a name like clock tower, you'd think they'd want it to be accurate. <laughs> The one in 70 of the Pioneers is the same thing. They don't even mess with that. They don't even change the thing for daylight saving back and forth uh, over that one over there by Union Bank. I've noticed all the time that it's off. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, 70 of the yeah. 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 Yep. That one. That one, too. All right. Uh, sorry if we didn't get to all those. We hear the music playing. That means we are out of time. And left lane campers. Left lane. We know, Mark. Loafers. 725. We'll take a break. Uh, I got sports coming up next on KLIN. Traffic. It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is the Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, let's get it started with number five. Lincoln police arrested two teenagers in connection to the latest uh, city murder. Uh, as we've reported, police were called to an apartment near 40th and Highway 2 around 4 Monday afternoon, found 70-year-old Jesse Gilmer stabbed to death. Uh, LPD Chief Tracy Ewan says 15-year-old Sally Gilmer, the daughter, called 911 to report she came home from school and found her father stabbed. But after being interviewed by investigators, plus the collection of evidence at the apartment, Gilmer and her 16-year-old boyfriend Isaac Honigschmidt were arrested for the killing. They are going to be charged as adults. All right. Well, and, and you know, let's wait and see, too. Um, in terms of what the circumstances were here, it's obviously a, a bedrock of our judicial system here is is innocent until proven guilty. And we have, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I mean, I legitimately have no idea what happened, but there, you know, who knows what the circumstances could have been. This is, it could have been obviously something that was, it was terrible that deserves prosecution. There might have been a lot of other things at play, too, and we just don't know right now. So I would, especially when you're dealing with minors who probably, you know, you got a lot of people in in, in, uh, in the community, in the school. I, think, I believe they went to Southeast. Let's just, let's hold on. Not that you're doing that or, or we're doing it at all, but I would say let's, 
let's hold off on prejudging <laughs> this whole thing and we'll see what what comes out about it afterwards because a lot of times these things aren't exactly what you what you think that they are but nonetheless quite a situation where the police were actually notified uh, by the daughter um, and not necessarily as in like a confession at that point but whatever information they were able to get when they got there led them to to obviously and, move forward with not only the arrest of uh, of the 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 15 year old uh, but also the 16 year old boy too and and it seems as though the arrest came fairly quick from the time that it, it all happened right. you know, they they had it um, they had them right. in custody so, not very long again, after they were caught. who knows what that conversation that, was right. when they that, got there like that, who know there it could have been a whole bunch of different things and again i you know other than uh, other than one thing i am sure of what a what a terrible situation for for everyone um you know involved other family everything that's going on um and we're going to know more soon at some point but i would say before before going to any conclusions in any direction on this might be just kind of worth seeing what it is that actually happened here Number four. Well, one uh, race here in Lancaster County uh, election uh, is one of the most contentious that we've seen in a long time in a midterm uh, race, and that's for county attorney. Yeah. So I've been, I feel like I've been saying a whole lot over the last few weeks, Mark, that it just doesn't, with with the midterm races that are going on for the, quote, the bigger offices, right? The state, the House of Representatives, or the governor, the House of Representatives, maybe in some of the legislative seas, session, uh goodness sakes, legislative seats that are up. It just hasn't, you know, I, I think coming down off of that GOP primary during the uh, during last spring, last winter and last spring, oh, yeah. everything feels like it's a little bit toned down after that. But you're right. If you had to pick one of any race, it always seems like there are sneaky races that you don't necessarily anticipate being ones that are going to be the really, um, I don't know if sexy is the right word, but just contentious, maybe is it, uh, controversial Whatever it might be. I mean, I, I take you back. Uh, exhibit one of that is the old uh, Slama Palm Tag race. Oh, yeah, that one. In the, in the legislative one. race that year where it wasn't like when that first came out, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that one's going to be really interesting. That's kind of like what it's like in this this county attorney's race. It's kind of a uh, bare knuckles uh, with, fight in this one. Right, with, with Condon and, and, and Moorfeld. Like, it, you know, it's it started among the things that have happened is uh, what Moorfeld went up to D.C., um, there was a there was a bill signing, and now I can't even remember what what bill signing that it, I think it was something about firearms and and um, and then you know Condon was getting on him on social media for that. There's been a lot of back and forth on social media. Okay, there's been a lot of back and forth on social media. Then you had the uh, the we talked about it what the ad, three weeks ago the, 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 the signs that the, were downtown yeah, yeah. that were like had Hunter Biden in them. And I had talked about how I had seen those, and I didn't like get what they. I didn't understand just passing by them downtown. I didn't quite even understand what they were, or what the either the joke was, or or the purpose was. But uh, some more has happened now. So evidently, Duffy's Tavern, Duffy Duffy's longtime downtown uh, downtown bar, posted a picture from their security cameras. Which was someone which captured a person who was 
posting these these signs that we were talking about that were up on downtown that sort of look like Morfeld ads, like or Morfeld flyers. But there was the one where he was like, I don't know, cuddling with well, it was cuddling it, with Hunter Biden. There were like four it, of them. There were four of them, and I didn't. I walked by them and I didn't get them. Like I didn't. You had to read <laughs> read a little more. It was a, they were. It was saying uh, about getting uh, the monkeypox. Yeah, that vaccine. was one of them. But there were like, there, there were like four or five different ones that I saw. Um, but anyway, Duffy's posts. Uh, let's see. Yesterday, they post. Uh, Isn't it illegal to create fake political ads? Someone's putting up fake ads as if they're from the Adam Morfeld campaign. They're not. Dirty tricks are a fascist tool, says Duffy's. Who is this fascist tool? And then has four pictures of somebody who's walking around in. Uh, in black, including a black mask and a backpack and uh, a dark hat, and uh, the person, and then one of them includes them posting one of the pictures on a bulletin board out there. That now and now you got Condon, uh, the Condon uh, or or whatever some of the supporters of Condon. They've got a TV ad that I just saw up up here. I don't know how new it's been, but we just had it in the last hour. I saw it on the TV that goes after Morfeld for his lack of. Prosecute, prosecutorial experience in particular lack of courtroom experience and it's one of the most it's probably the most direct you know going after another candidate tv ads that i've seen in this election cycle since the gop primary for governor ended at this point um and and so and now morfeld's sending out i guess press releases or or or, yeah, or we, we just or news tips that is kind of countering that ad, arguing sort of what his resume inter- is in terms of experience. I mean, yeah, it's. Th- th- I mean, this is that. Re- there's always one that you just don't quite expect to get as uh, have the claws out quite as much as it does. But this is definitely, and maybe I should have. Maybe I'm not deep enough into the politics of the county attorney's office, uh, or 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 with these two. But this one is, whew, it's going. It's dicey. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, I don't think it's illegal to create fake parody political ads. Just, for, just for the, just for, just for Duffy's. I'm just, yeah. It's, uh, that's. I don't think that's illegal. Well, now, whether or not it's a, a a good idea or something that should be frowned upon is different in terms of whether or not it would be illegal. We, not not everything. Both parties need to. Not everything you don't like is illegal. Okay. Well, and and there's <sighs> no, no indication that this has a party affiliation. Uh, well, it's, they seem to be very whatever it is. It's, no, it's anti Morfell. It's anti Morfell, yeah, yeah. but that, that doesn't mean it's uh, it's a yes. Pat Condon or a Republican. Uh, I don't know. Back. There's, I'm not going to get in. There's some spec. Some of the people think they finger they've uh, they figured out who it is. I don't know if it is, so I'm not going I to have say no it. No idea. Well, I will tell you later. Thank who you. <laughs> they think it is, but I can't confirm that, so I'm not saying it. Number three. The OPEC Plus Alliance of Oil Exporting Countries uh, are debating and possibly, potentially, cut the amount of crude they ship into the uh, global economy. And that could help Russia weather a looming European ban on oil imports and raise gasoline prices uh, as we go into the midterm election. Oh boy. This is not good. Oh, boy. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Now, this is OPEC Plus, so you've got Saudi Arabia, but you've got Russia in this. Who is a part of it? Their uh, deputy prime minister Alexander Novak, who's been sanctioned by the U.S., is also going to be going to this meeting today in in Austria. And 
you know that it, it it is what would be the Russian benefit to establishing higher prices in front of the European Union ban on a lot of those Russian oil inputs imports, which is a san- basically a sanction for Ukraine. At this point, that happens at the end of the year. Then I think there's the other the other question that goes along with it. So so number one. How much is Russia trying to benefit? You know, well, quite just a bit. benefit its its own their pocket. You know, they, they it's need a, the money. its own deal here. Uh, but then the other thing is, is they're already you know they had numbers. Those numbers are aspirational, though, in terms of how much production that there is. They haven't been hitting a lot of the numbers that they they had uh, had their their sights on prior to this, and so there is some question about how much reducing it actually changes the actual production, and will it be significant enough to really um, but it, impact the, these prices? But I will tell you what. It roils the market. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and who knows? But if we're back up consistently well over $4 again in the next four weeks, that'll have an impact. That'll have an impact politically. We've, had, we've had increases, I think, out of the last, six out of the last seven days. Have we? Okay. It, we, after the, what, months of... Um, months of consecutive weeks, yeah. falling at this point. Still yeah. a lot higher than it was two years ago. Right. And and still a lot lower than it was th- you know four months ago, too. So, right, you're kind of in the middle. Which way does it go next? Could have big political impact on the midterms. Number two. City's electric scooter program resuming operations. A 16-month pilot program, and then the permanent program was approved in March. 91,400 trips during the 16 months were logged. So... Uh, and we've got the link at uh, or the information at klin.com. That's the operational rules and and charging stations and how you how you. So it's the, they have two two companies that they ended up selecting for this, right? Right, uh, Lime and Veo. Where so you got to, as I understand it, you've got to get the app on your phone. The way that it works is you get the app on your phone and you run it all through that, uh, essentially, and then you can you can rent the rent the scooter that right. way. I, the the biggest time I would consider doing this would be, I'm, the, because the time you park further away than anywhere that you really want to be for something in downtown Lincoln is for a football game, right? That's that's really the time where you've got multiple blocks to cover over a short period of time. At least for me, that's how it normally works, and so that's probably the time I would think about doing the, something. The prob- like this. problem with that is that you probably got uh, at least one other person with you. Are there two scooters? Uh, can you ride yeah. two people on them? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think you'd get you would get multiple. You'd you'd go in a little a little squad. Okay, I'll but t- how busy are the sidewalks during that as well? Well, I try. I'm not, listen. I'm not above trying. I'm not sure, it, I'm trying not sure they're allowed to be riding on the sidewalks. Uh oh oh, is that right? I'm I'm gonna have to go to your. I'm gonna 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 go after that link that you were talking about with all the rules on it and make sure I'm up on them. Yeah, we, we, we got we to study this one. Uh, all right, so there we go. Yeah, Tom Tom wrote the article. You can see it at, at KLIN. Uh, here we go. Oh, by the way, here it is. Uh, for uh, for these, for the uh, Lime one, you've got to download the Lime Ride Green app. It's a dollar to unlock an electric scooter and 34 cents per minute to ride. Um, VO is going to be available in spring 2023. They will announce at that time for, for doing those. So those are the... Those are the yeah. Uh, you're right. Street and designated bike lanes uh, can't operate on streets with speed limits of more than 35 uh, miles an hour higher. So it's not on the sidewalks, uh, other than the bike lanes that um, 
that that riders are urged to wear a helmet for safety. Uh, 18 or older must have a driver's license or a valid state issued ID to do that. So those are uh, those are just so a 16 year old with a driver's license. Not nope, got to be 18 to do that. (laughs) Number one. Somehow, the coronavirus pandemic has changed people's tipping habits. A new survey reveals that since the pandemic started, more people have been leaving tips when picking up takeout food. Uh, the survey, though, conducted by Time to Play, found the reason people are tipping when it's not necessary feel pressured by the restaurant to do it. Hmm. 67.7% of respondents said they felt pressured to tip if the point of sale system prompted them to. <sighs> You know, it, it, it it's it's interesting. Yeah, about 44% of the respondents said they would not tip at the point-of-sale system, didn't prompt them to do it. There is something about that awkward moment when the person that you are dealing with as the employee right away, when you turn the, they're like, they turn it to you and they're like, okay, you got some more questions to answer if you would like. <laughs> You're like, oh god! I am. You're gonna, you're gonna make me be a jerk directly to your face, aren't you? I am 100 percent a victim of that. I, I swear, every fast food restaurant now has a tipping option on there, and I'm like, uh. And I know, and I feel, but, but I'm not. I, I just, I'm not. When I just get a coffee, and it's the coffee places that this happens the most at for me. When I just get a brewed coffee, because I'm not usually getting the the fancy coffees, I'm like, come on for that but it's been hard and and here's the other thing is like there are these standards that exist like i've looked up like what are you supposed to tip an uber driver what are you supposed to tip a pizza delivery person I'm like who sets those is there some kind of is there some kind of governing body uh, who meets in a bunker in switzerland who sets those rates or something i don't who who decides they actually meet the, the maldives the, the, <laughs> they're going to be in, they're going to be using the facility in austria after opec is done yeah, with it yeah uh, that that what that's always what I wonder is exactly where those norms come from. But I've gen, you know, I generally do it. I generally do it because I'm glad people are working at places that I want to go to. That's that's kind of what it's gotten one, to. One of the ways you don't have to be prompted is just pay cash. That's true. I definitely. and then but then the the ones that really irritate me is, that, do you want your change back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't paid cash for something like a coffee for 15 years, Mark, but uh, take your word for it. All right, we'll take a break. It's 7.55. You're listening to LNK Today. That was the sound off. By the way, you know that if you take uh, coins and put them in a jar with some water, put them in your freezer, you'll always have cold, hard cash? (laughs) Morning Drive is brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management, where they don't do that with your cash. Uh, It is 7.55 on KLIN. When you're... Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is Alan K. Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. But first, your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. Keyword to text into the Rickstein Recognition text line to get a pick is for is uh sorry is, I was going to give you the phone number is Road R O A D Road text that into four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred and you'll have a chance of getting a pick this week. What is the longest touchdown Nebraska scores offensively against Rutgers in yards? That's the topic you want to pick. Text the word Road R O A D into that number right now. Well, uh, it's time for our monthly visit. 
in my favorite weather month of the year, uh, one, one where theoretically I shouldn't be complaining about anything and just talking about how great the weather is with Dr. Ken Dewey. We'll see if that actually happens. He joins us right now. Dr. Dewey, good morning. How are you doing today? Hey, good morning, Jack, and good morning, Lincoln, as we start to transition into autumn. Yes, we do. Uh, let's start by taking a look back. Uh, Dr. Dewey, you promised us it was some uh, eventually going to happen at some point, that the 90s were going to end. The summer that felt like it was going to hang on forever would come to an end. The 90s did end, but we are still, it, it feels like at least, and you can, you can tell me if I'm wrong on this, but we've still generally, it feels like, been warmer than average, even as we've gotten further and further into the fall. What have you seen over the the last month or so. Yes, it has, Jack. And you know how, as a climatologist, we love to rank everything. Our summer, which seems to have been never-ending, um, we were ranked sixth out of 136 years for a number of days, 90 or above. So what you thought happened is actually what did happen. It was more than a top 10. It was ranked number six for the most number of days, 90 and higher. And then we've been stuck in the 80s every day so far this month. And my colleague, Bill, at the Climate Center pointed out to me last night, we are now second highest out of 136 years for the number of days 80 or higher. So, you know, it wasn't known that we had record heat of 110, 115, Mm -hmm. but it was just persistent dry heat. So number six for the number of days 90 and higher, and number two for the days 80 and higher. And I think as I've I kind of pushed out on social media. The hundreds are gone. The nineties are gone. The eighties are gone as of today with a slight chance of one more 80 next week. But then pretty soon we're going to be seeing seventies are gone. Sixties are gone. So we don't want to push it too far, but what you've observed is very right. And Jack, it's been dry, hasn't it? Yeah, it has been. And and, and it was just weird. It was yesterday uh, in the evening, got a little bit of a shower. I used my windshield wipers for the first time in about four months, which was a very exciting moment moment for me but yeah by by and large it just it has been remarkable dr dewey how little rain even when there seems to be rain in the in the kind of area and you look at the radar how much how little rain lincoln has ended up getting since really midsummer well jack i got so excited last evening and you can tell i'm a science and weather nerd i opened the garage door and backed the car out onto the driveway to give it a bath <laughs> but all it did was spot the whole car it didn't rain hard enough three hundredths at my house just a trace at the airport how dry has it been well we should have had 25 inches of water by now and instead we only have 18 and we are almost seven inches below normal Jack, we're going into the dry time of year. We can't make that up now. If it was April, hey, we could make it up with a very wet April and May and June. But we're going into the time of year where in the middle of winter, liquid water is less than an inch for normal. So I don't think we're going to work our way out of this drought now till at least next spring. Wow. Um, how much did, did, and it's been long term, but even, you know, going back to last winter, you talk about precipitation and, and liquid and water during winter. We had such little snow during so much of last winter. How much has that even compounded what's happened throughout the course of, of well, 2022? That's a good point, Jack. We went into a very dry period last winter. When I pulled up the numbers right now, um, January was wetter than normal. Well, I know it isn't. Uh, January 0.28. February, we only had 0.03. So you see, it's been dry. It started out last winter dry. Mm -hmm. 
And the only month that was reasonably wet was May, where it was about a quarter of an inch more than normal. Um, but the rest of the months had been below normal, and June was uh, about an inch below normal. July was an inch below normal. August was three inches below normal. September wow. was two inches below normal. So it's been dry since last winter. And last winter was noted by it being so warm and dry. And, of course, it was. this is what we live in, a place of contrast and extremes. We just, last winter was our least ever amount of snowfall, followed the year, from the year before when it was the second most amount of snowfall. So our climate here is so very, very, very extreme. You know, and I've hinted on October being um, a, a time of extremes. Check, the temperatures in October have ranged from 98 in 1947, October 5, to 3. That's just 1, <laughs> 2, 3 degrees above zero. Um, and most of the Octobers don't have snow, but remember that big snowstorm back in 1997. Yep. Mm -hmm. So if we're you, in a month of transition, we're losing over an hour of daylight. And in fact, an hour and 18 minutes of less daylight. And I think people are noticing that now, um, that it's dark by uh, 7 o'clock at night. And it's going to be dark a little after 6 uh, towards the end of the month. But can you imagine? It's been 98 degrees, near 100 in past Octobers, and as cold as near zero. Yeah, 1925 October. 30th. You can get anything, and we've been getting the warm side of it so far. Real, real quick on the on the lack of rain. What have been? You know, I don't. I, I've been. I've seen some like the drought maps of the state that have come up in in late in the summer and those sorts of things. And and you know, Lancaster, you, you, our, our listening area, but Lincoln in particular hasn't been in the worst part of it. So what have what kind of have the impacts been? of being for for such an extended period mostly below uh the the normal precipitation here in the Lincoln area. Well, what a great question, Jack, because it's impacting multiple things. I've noticed that I've driven around the last couple of days, I was just kind of bored, that's what happens in retirement, but <laughs> you're a few years from that, so don't 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 take that as something you want to do yet. But um the harvesting is way ahead of time. Um and there's no point in leaving anything out in the fields at this point with the lack of rainfall. Um the colors are starting to come out, but we're going to have a short color season because it's so prolonged because of the heat. I've looked back at pictures from previous years and Lincoln was about 50% in color uh, in the past, but we're just barely there. And the fact that it's such a delayed um, you know, you know, season of color that it's going to be short mm. and it'll be very abrupt. And of course, we're monitoring at this time the surges of cold. And Jack, I'd like to use another football analogy. Um, the the fall team is down by a touchdown. There's just a minute or two left in the fourth quarter, and we've been waiting for the other team team summer to be worn down. They're coming from the sidelines, and they look exhausted. And you know what? We score a touchdown in autumn winds um, in the last few seconds. So, you know, it's kind of keeping in the mood of fall. Yeah. No, good job. Good job. I, those are easy for me to understand. I appreciate that. <laughs> Well, I just think it's kind of fun. Yeah. Look at the temperatures going out the next two weeks, and it's stunning to see the computer models say, we're tired. Yeah. We're just tired of it being warmer than normal. What do you think about near normal? And then let's dabble in below normal. So the blue is starting to show up in the computer models. And let me begin with, it's going to get colder. I mean, it's going to be neat. Friday is going to be a high in the 50s. Yeah. And a low Friday night, Saturday morning, 
right above freezing. Now, the airport's in a cold location, Ooh. so they may hit freezing on the weekend. I'm on the top of a hill south of Lincoln, so I probably won't, but there'll be frost this weekend. Then wow. it rebounds next week into the 70s, and then the next surge of cold air comes as autumn begins to look like they're going to win. And look at the highs, Jack, starting a week from today. Six seven six nine six 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 five six four, yeah, that's right. The hundreds are gone. The nineties are gone. The eighties will soon be gone. The seventies are gone, and now we're in highs in the sixties and lows in the low forties. So the big switch is taking place, kind of in slow progression. But this is interesting because you've noticed it's been dry and very warm. Mm. Now we're going into dry, near normal next week, and then colder than normal. Is that a sign of what's to come this fall and winter? I don't know. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, it is interesting because I know those, though they, uh, sometimes I'll look up those eight to 14 day outlooks and it's been, it's been about the darkest red every time I've pulled it up. It seems like for two months in, in terms of the temperature. Um, and it, and it looks like finally that won't be the case. I, what, you know, doctor, whatever we can do to maximize, I don't care if it needs to happen being below normal or above normal, maximize those amount of days with highs from about, you know, from about 67 to about 74. I know that's a very narrow range, but that's what I'm shooting for. Well, it's called cargo shorts weather, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. Cargo shorts and a hoodie. That's the combo. <laughs> and a hoodie. For me, it's called grilling weather. I like to get out in the deck and grill. Yeah. But it, it, you, the interesting thing was the drought really is worse in western Nebraska and okay. northeast Nebraska. That's where it really settled in. We had a few timely rains in southeast Nebraska. So going into winter, everybody needs to be concerned about decorative plants that they have and maybe newly planted trees. Mm. It'd be a good thing before you put your irrigation system to sleep for the winter. Um, irrigate the lawn and then hand water, put the hose at the uh, the new trees and the bushes and stuff to make sure they're deep watered. If we mm. have a dry fall into winter and no snow cover, yeah, that's nice, right? Well, it is, but it's not nice for plants because then the cold will penetrate even deeper down to the roots and they will suffer and it could kill off some of the plants. So this is the time of year. It's time to deep water the trees and bushes and the signs of a drought are there with you drive around the countryside and everything is very brown, obviously, mm-hmm. and the trees are beginning to uh, pick up color, but they're late. And if we can get it really cold or a windy system through here, we could rip those leaves off the trees before the end of October. Mm. So maybe one day in the 80s left uh, for the year. That That's very possible. And, and uh, hopefully several still in the 70s. Uh, but I, I, I do wonder this, looking ahead even further. I have a very non-scientifically based opinion that this is going to be a, a long, hard, very snowy winter. Is there any scientific backing uh, or model backing to that right now? Do you want the short answer? <laughs> How about the medium, the medium, the medium, whatever, whatever answer you have, Doctor Dude. I want, you know what I want? I want the accurate answer. That's what I want. Uh, and the accurate answer is no, and the medium answer is Jack. You can't be kidding me, are you? <laughs> um, but no, it's, I don't think. The thing is, it will be probably more snowy than last winter. We only had five inches yeah, of snow. Wouldn't take much. 
I used my snowblower and did the whole street, not the, not on the street, but the sidewalk up and down the entire block, and then texted my neighbors. I had so much fun <laughs> because I just used it once. <laughs> this is the time you got to. I know. I know. My broken snowblower didn't even matter last year, but I just have a feeling it's it's going to be bad. But nothing nothing yet in the models indicating that, that my fears are going to come to fruition. No, and as long as you brought the subject up, you notice I didn't start the discussion with, is it too early to talk about it? I know, but I'm thinking about it. I know your answer to that. It's October. It's October. I think it's okay now. I looked at the uh, forecast because it's been snowing off and on in the Rockies, which is normal. And normally this time of year, we take a trip out to Colorado, and we didn't this year. And we love looking at the fall colors and going up to the Alpine Visitor Center and across Rocky Mountain National Park. Mm-hmm. They've had a couple snows, but I've, um, I looked, and again, there's nothing there today. But I looked out the next two and a half weeks, and the computer models have lots of snow in Ontario, and the New England area is going to get snow. But there's no sign of it here. And frankly, if uh, the forecast models out to the third week of October, the temperatures are in the 60s and 40s at night, that's not really snow weather. Sure. Plus, it's a continuation of drought. There are a couple of days with double-digit probability of precipitation in the next two weeks, but for the most part, it's four and seven and five and one mm-hmm. and two. So if we continue dry, that'll be hard to get a snowfall in here. And of course, that could be subject to change. But you know, 80% of the time, Octobers don't have measurable snowfall. So I don't see any of that. The, the fact it should probably be more snowy than last winter, just by the odds. Mm-hmm. And then the fact if we stay dry, it means we're going to have cold air coming down out of Canada with with lack of moisture. So I would say um, you and I could probably put a bet here somehow. We'll have to think about what we want to wager. But I'm kind of thinking that at best it's going to be a slightly below normal snowfall. Mm. I don't see how we're okay. going to get the moisture. And, and then, Jack, if your snowblower isn't working, I'll come over with you and we can just push it. <laughs> that's fine. We got, yeah, that's fine. We just get a broom out, hopefully. That's what I was able to do a bunch last year. All right. I will formulate that. I'll, but November, we'll re- revisit the, this discussion. Um, I got I will, I will kind of formulate my thoughts and then we'll, we'll set the, uh, is it going to be over, over, over or under average? Assuming we don't get any between now and then, which I don't think we will. So. And Jack, it's perfect football, high school football weather. Yes. Oh. By, by the time the game starts, it's in the low 60s, low 70s. and it's, just, it's going to feel like fall now. I think I think we're done with summer trying to hang on. I finally let my. I finally told my daughter I would buy candy corn at the grocery store. I thought it was oh, too early. I thought it was too early. It couldn't feel hot. We bought, We made chili the other day for the first time. We're fin- Ooh, we finally arrived to the rights of fall. And so it's great. I think so. Hey, we are there, Jack. We are there. Dr. Dewey, great to talk to you as always. Thanks so much for your time. And thank you, Jack. And please, everybody, monitor me on Facebook as well as Twitter. KDewey1 on Twitter and Dewey Weather on Facebook. Very good. We'll talk to you next month, Dr. Dewey. See you later. Thank you, Jack. Dr. Ken Dewey, our weather and climate guru. 825, take a break. I've got sports coming up next on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, 
You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIS. All right, Fantasy Oscars. Winners are in. We got picks from Brent and Big Mills. Brent's pick is in. He got 47, and I'm not sure we got Big Mills. We'll get his in. 47 yards for the longest touchdowns. You more more chances for Fantasy Oscars tomorrow to get a pick at 635 and 810. Plus, ticket Thursday. Caleb's back tomorrow. Generation collaboration. We'll see if the X's or the Boomers can catch the Millennials on this. Maybe we'll have another appearance of disease as well. But we've got VIP tickets to Oktoberfest at Piedmont, where Caleb and I will be Saturday night on the line. And so a nice opportunity to have some fun. You do have to be 21 or over to get into that. So, Z's, you probably can't win that. We'll give you a, 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 a Greenfields gift card if you play there. And you can still get tickets to that. Go to KLIN.com and use code KLIN to check out right now for a special discount. Uh, and you can either do those VIP or the regular basic package with those and we'll be out there Saturday night and that is starting at uh, 5 o'clock and go till 11 p.m. Saturday night should be fun. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. It's 9 o'clock on KLI in Lincoln.